Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And thanks to the help we get from uh, ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We'll keep it running, especially as we head into the winter months. Good morning to you, Dan Burns. Nice to see you. I hope you had a good, busy week at Lloyd's. We did have a good, busy week. Thank you. Good to see yeah, you, too. Yeah. Yeah, was morning. it uh, snowing when you came in this morning? It was not snowing, but it had snow. It had. There was uh, just a little white frost on my lawn when I walked out this morning. Well, it wasn't slippery. Not at all. The road, okay. it, it's actually very warm. It's not, I don't think, it's not, does yeah, not th- feel cold at all. Still 34. Yeah. Uh, here in the Twin Cities. I'll tell you what, if you have any kind of a vehicle question, if you have problems with your car, truck, or van, and you need to bring it in to your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, and you want to know just some idea what might be wrong with it, uh, give Dan a call today, or you can send Dan a text. Same number applies, 651-989-9226. But don't wait. Uh, keep in mind, Dan will be here for about another 30 minutes, is it? Uh, and... Uh, we want to get that question answered, so call it in, text it in, and we'll uh, we'll help you out. In fact, a text came in uh, earlier this morning, and I know we've talked about this uh, about Lloyd's Automotive. Uh, have people ever brought in customers brought in their own parts? Uh, they try to. But you, you, you don't, uh, you can't really warrant. Well, anything. that's the problem. I, I certainly can do it, and we have done it on an, on occasion. But we don't want to do it. I rarely do it because uh, if you if you bring your part, I have to charge you the labor. First of all, if you bring your part, I'm losing the profit on the part, which that's is true. a problem as as a business model. Um, but you bring so then I at any rate I charge you the labor. And if there's a problem, if the part that you brought me isn't good and I have to do it over again, that gets very uncomfortable. And, yeah. and the customers will say, well, you don't have to warranty it. I just want you to install it. I'll, but I don't feel good about that. I can't charge you twice. I just do not feel right charging that you twice to do the same sense. thing. And yeah. so I just would just soon stay away from it. Buy my parts. Uh, it works. It works. It's smart. And, uh, and it uh, – it makes me feel best about the repair that I'm doing. Certainly makes sense. Yeah, uh, we were ta- you and I were talking, and I was reading an article. In fact, just this morning about uh, winter months and uh, car starting or actually warming up. Right, and we get calls about that. Te- text messages: How long should you, uh, you you get your car started? How long do you do let it run? Well, not very long. <laughs> Doesn't it depend on if it's outside in the? Well, it does, but you know, I notice that that uh, like on most cars, automatic, you know, the car, the remote start oh, sure, buttons. Yeah. If you remote start your car, usually they'll run for ten minutes and then shut off. That's you know, the car in ten minutes, the car is up to full operating temperature or nearly up to full operating temperature, and that's I would say probably too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a waste of fuel and a, not good for the environment and a whole bunch of things. So. That's probably too long. And uh, as we learned in radio time, Denny, uh, a minute or two is a pretty long time. It's an eternity. As you're sitting yeah. in the car yeah. waiting for it to warm up for a minute or two, that's a long time. So I, I think, uh, you know, a, a minute 
one morning, you know, normal mornings, and if it's 20 below, two minutes uh, is probably just fine. That's probably plenty. And it's, it's you know, people say, does it make any difference for the car? And, it, and you know, on a 20, when it's 20 below outside, it does make a difference to to jump right in your car, crank it over, and leave within five seconds of starting it. Things aren't flowing quite right. Yeah. And, and the car will go. It'll work. But I... My own opinion is that's that's hard on seals. You know, the oil, those frozen solid oil seals are trying to hold super thick oil in, and pressures are are very high. And so I think when it's 20 below and your car has been sitting out, it should warm up for at least a minute before you take off and go. That's kind of what the article suggested, too. One to two minutes is probably good enough. Oh, good. And five minutes is not doing any any anything better you're not no. really wasting gas yeah yeah by the way uh, listener and we have great ones uh just uh, let us know that highway 212 west of eden prairie slippery bridge deck multiple accidents this is on highway 212 west of eden prairie so i was wondering about that as i was uh, heading east coming in early this morning if some of the uh, exit ramps might be you know well, the, slippery the they, bridge, they weren't yesterday the bridge decks were frozen also. We had there you go. Uh, we had customer complaints about that, that the bridge decks were frozen. So, yes, yes, be very, so very careful. Don't, yeah. It's a new season. It's uh, We have to learn all over We have again. to relearn, yeah. don't we? Yep. Yeah. Set your clock back and remember that driving conditions are unpredictable right now. I'm glad you brought that up because we are getting rid of daylight saving time uh, overnight tonight. Yeah. So turn your clocks back. Fall back. I kind of like the hour. I kind of like the sun in the evening. I'm, yeah. I'm one of those guys. I, I I would prefer the longer evening than the longer morning, but it is what it is. It is what it is, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, 651-989-9226, that's our phone number. It's also our text number. Uh, if you have any kind of a car care question for Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, uh, give us a shout or uh, or uh, send a text if that's easier. 651-989-9226. All right. We need to take a quick break. We'll uh, be back with your phone calls and text messages here on uh, Saturday morning, November 2nd. 34 degrees, a cloudy sky. From News Talk 830 WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, located on beautiful Grand Avenue. Exactly where? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is between Lexington and Victoria, getting all dressed up for the holidays. Yeah, uh, I bet. The avenue is, so... Uh, here we go. Uh, but anyway, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or uh, we'll be there this morning, in fact, if you want to give us a call, 651-228-1316. Very good. We'll get you that number before Dan uh, leaves us. And Dan will be here till about 745, so if you have a question, a car care question, call it in or text it in, 651-989-9226. Uh, same number for both. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Reggie, I believe, is calling from Golden Valley. Reggie, you're on with Dan. Hi, Dan. Question for you. I own a 2008 Lexus LS460, uh, the rear drive version, and I was recently told by the dealer that I needed, uh, that the bushings had worn in the front suspension. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the parts options that they presented only allowed for replacement of the entire control arm upper and lower in the ball joints, rather than, like in the old muscle car days, you could press in a bushing and press it out. Mm-hmm. Are there any options for getting um, uh, those bushings 
pressed into and out of the control arm and where you replace just the bushing? Uh, we, or are you really limited? Yeah. We do. I don't, I, you know, I don't know if that's available on that car specifically. <clears throat> if the dealership doesn't offer it, you would have to check the aftermarket and see if they, see if anybody even makes the bushing. Um, and if they do, then certainly they can be pressed in and out. But uh, one thing, one thing that I would caution you about is with labor costs being what they are, uh, sometimes it's cheaper to, by the time you pay the labor to go through the process of pushing all of the bushings in and out and replacing the ball joint and all that, well, even once you get the control arm out, maybe it's cheaper to just buy a control arm and, and uh, have it installed. That's a pretty quick job. So anyway, do the math on that, and you'll have to do the research to see if anybody makes the bushing if it's available. And uh, if it is, but, but if it is, we often do it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, every day, well, first of all, control arms, that's a very common repair. We probably do those every day, and yeah, yeah. and uh, and oftentimes the control arm is astronomically expensive, and in that case we will uh, press bearings in and out. But okay. we have a press. <laughs> we have a hydraulic press that uh, you know makes short order of it. If you're going to try and do it on your own, it's perhaps impossible. It's pretty hard. So there's some suggestions yeah. for you, Reggie. Anyway. Thanks for the call. 651-989-9226. We go to Hudson and Steve. Steve, you're on CCO. Good morning. Good morning, Dan. Um, I have a 2013 Dodge Durango, and it has a engine maintenance required light mm-hmm. <clears throat> showing. I took it to the dealership, and they told me it is a evaporative leak in the fuel system. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy with the service I'm getting from the dealership, and I'm wondering if I need to go to a Chrysler dealership to get that repaired, or can an independent like yourself get that diagnosed and repaired? Oh, for sure. For sure you can take that anywhere. And In fact, that's a very common problem. Uh, you know, there's a procedure that we go through. There's, of course, a whole bunch of parts, solenoids, valves, and so forth uh, as part of the evaporative system that need to be checked. And and one thing that uh, sometimes we'll do looking for a small leak in the evaporative system is uh, is <clears throat> to put smoke inside the system. We have a smoke machine that'll load smoke to the uh, gas tank and all of those evaporative lines, and then we'll look for the uh, smoke to where, where the smoke is coming out of. And so uh, uh, that's, you know, one of the ways of finding the leak. But any independent shop can do that. Uh, any dealership can do it, too. It's like, but like I say, it's a very common repair. We, uh, we do that often. Okay. There you go, Steve. Uh, Lola is calling from uh, Forest Lake, I believe. Lola, good morning, Lola. Uh, I have a problem. I have a 2000 Grand Marquis. And uh, uh, when it rains, I get water in the back seat on the right-hand side. My son thinks it's coming from the uh, uh, windshield wipers where they lay down and, and the vents are there. To, what, to do away with the water? Yeah. Uh, that's a very very common place for that to happen. What happens over time, and that car has been, on, uh, been built for a significant period of time, over the years, uh, leaves and debris uh, fall into, the, into those, the, the, the 
compartment where the wipers and the heater duct and all that are stored, and uh, water is supposed to be able to be to drain out of that. It, this will be out under the hood, and um, if if that gets clogged up with debris, then the water doesn't drain out, and when it rains and the water gets deep enough, it leaks into the car. And uh, again, this is a <clears throat> thing that we see pretty often. So. The repair is to take the wipers and the wiper arms off, take all of that cowling at the bottom of the windshield under the hood off and get in there and see where the debris is. We'll get uh, get the debris cleaned out with a vacuum cleaner oftentimes and then finish cleaning it with the garden hose and be sure that it's draining properly. Uh, but it's a, it's a pretty significant job to get down in there to get at all that stuff. But I think your son is probably right. That's probably where it's coming from. It just happens to end up in the back seat because that's the lowest point. But usually when we find a leak, it's coming from the front of the car somewhere. Water has its ways. It does. You know, another common place for it to be leaking is if you have a sunroof. Uh, sun, oh, yeah. The sunroofs uh, allow water in and it needs to drain out, And believe it or not. But... Uh, but, the, the, yeah, the water needs to drain out before it leaks into the car. And if you don't get it draining properly, then uh, then it'll leak in the car, too. We need to take a quick break. We have more show to come. Dan Burns will be answering your questions by phone and text coming along here in a moment or two. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny along here along with uh, Dan Burns, ASC Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, helping you out by phone and text as usual. Been doing it for about... What do we figure about 25 years? I think here? so. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, we have callers, and I want to grab some text messages too, but the folks have been hanging on the line. Uh, Tom in Stillwater is first up here. Uh, Tom, go ahead with your question, please. Hi, Dan. Um, I have a 2010 Chrysler uh, minivan, 130,000 miles on it. It usually starts just fine, uh, but every once in a while it balks and pop, 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 and then. I'll turn it off, and eventually I get it started. But I even left it at the dealers for a week. And, of course, it started just fine every time. And I guess my question is, what is the most likely source of problem? They couldn't find anything at that point. But it still happens once in a while. And I uh, am going to be donating the car to other family members, and I would like it not to be a problem. Well, the, the diagnostic procedure for us would be, of course, you have to get it to act up, which, yeah, I which, know it. Is, yeah. which is tricky. Uh, we would put a fuel pressure gauge on it and check and see if when it acts up, if it has fuel pressure. We'd put a spark indicator on it and see what's happening with the spark. And then I'm sure the dealership uh, hooked up a scan tool to it to see if there was any historical information. But that's the other thing that we'll do is we'll put our scan tool on the vehicle. And when it's acting up, we can actually uh, push a button and take a picture of all of the sensors and everything to see what's what's going on with it. But that particular car is pretty common for having uh, uh, worn-out fuel pumps. And so I wonder if at times you're getting, if the fuel pressure is just too low to allow the vehicle to run. Uh, that would be my first thought, but it's a pretty expensive guess. I would uh, certainly want to be able to prove that before I just recommended that you replace the uh, fuel pump. Okay. Texter wants to know they're going to be buying a new vehicle. I believe they said an Outback. Do I need rust proofing and extended warranty they want to sell me? I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. If it makes you feel good, yes, you should get it. Uh, but uh, 
it, you know, the, the, the extended warranty is an insurance policy. And so on that extended warranty, people are making, you know, somebody's making money. So you're paying extra uh, to have that convenience of having somebody else pay the bill uh, when you get a bill. And uh, the, be careful which which extended warranty you get because some of them are, are kind of limited. Well, they, lead, they read between the lines to try and deny a claim. So we, we see that quite a bit. We have to fight mm-hmm. pretty hard for people to actually get the claim uh, handled. Uh, so be careful that you use somebody reputable uh, if you do get it. The upside of them is if you get a significant problem, if you get an engine or a transmission or something like that that needs to be replaced, you're going to win on the, <clears throat> on the policy. If you don't have a significant breakdown on just the little stuff, you're probably going to lose. You probably don't need it. So, What about rust-proofing? And rust-proofing, they, you know, that that's changed over the, to- over the years where vehicles now coming off of the assembly line are pretty much rust-proofed already. Um, you know, if a little's good, a lot might be better. So uh, if you want to... Again, if it makes you feel good. <laughs> if it makes you feel good and you want to rust-proof it, go ahead and do it. There's no reason not to do it. Uh, but it, it's, it's an expense, and I question if it's necessary or not. All right. Let's go back to the phone. Steve and Hutch is calling in. Uh, Steve, you're on with Dan. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a 2004 Mountaineer, and I recently put new tires on it. And ever since I put the tires on, my backup sensory light, every time I put it in reverse, goes off. I can put it in neutral, I can be in drive, I can be in park, and I can push the button, and the off button will go off, will will turn off again. But as soon as I put it in, in reverse, the off light comes on again. Could that have been caused when they put the, the tires on? There's no, there's nothing... Uh, when w- there's nothing relating to the two, unless they got up in the wiring or something like that, and and caused a problem like that, or if they perhaps bumped one of the sensors, uh, you know, there's sensors in the in the bumpers, uh, if something like that. If one of the sensors got knocked out or or something like that, it, it could act weird. But uh, I don't know. It's it. Good news is it's a pretty easy diagnosis. So you could track that down. Yeah, it's pretty easy okay. to diagnose that. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Uh, you know, I guess my first thing I would do is take it back and have them take a look at it and see if they can relate it to anything that they did. If they can't, and if they can't fix it, then you'll have to move on to somebody that can. But but uh, at any rate, I don't think it's a big deal no matter what. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Let's talk to Nancy, who's calling from Brooklyn Center this morning. Hello, Nancy. Nancy is yeah. on CCO. Um, when I, uh, am driving, my indicator on the dash says that my tires are low. Mm-hmm. I've been to discount tires twice in the last week. And, uh, they say, no, the tires are fine. They check the air in them. Somebody told me that it's possible that the spare could be the problem. Is that's, that true? That's true. Often. What kind of car is it? It's a 2011, uh, Nissan Rogue. Yeah, I'm not sure if that if that uh, sensor has a spare on, or if those uh, if that vehicle has a sensor in the spare, um, but it it might. And so uh, one thing that you should do is fill the spare. And as long as you bring that up, that's one thing that none of us ever does. Is first of all, Check know spare. how to get your spare <laughs> yeah. in and out first, of the vehicle. First of all, where is it? Yeah, yeah. in case you ever need it, how that where the jack is and all that. So it's a great exercise to go through to check the air pressure in your spare anyway, because if the car is 10 years old, you've probably never checked it. 
and I'll guarantee you that the air is low. So no matter what, you should check the air, and uh, if that takes care of it, that's great. If it doesn't take care of it, one thing that if, if when you start the vehicle, the tire sensor light is flashing for a period of time, for a half a minute or so, before it goes on solid, that flashing light would tell you that there's a, a code stored and, and perhaps you have a sensor that has failed. Ah. So that's the other possibility. All right. Thanks, Nancy. Texter uh, brings up a good point. We we're talking about warming up vehicles. And uh, it says, good show as always. Please remind your listeners not to warm up their cars in the garages. Not safe to do, I think. That's a great one. Yeah. That, and don't use your remote start when your vehicle is parked in the garage. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's a great that warning. Yep. Yeah. Talking tires, a texter wants to know, what's the difference between an all-season, all-weather tire? I'm looking to buy a new set of tires and somewhat confused on what to buy for a, year, a year-round a year tire for a 2013 Corolla. Are all manufacturers similar? Somebody, in fact, it may be the same person, uh, wants the, a good tire for all road, con- summer, winter. Yeah. Well, All-season. Yeah. If you don't know anything about tires, get some help. Go get a professional tire salesperson to go through what the advantages of are of, of all the different tires because there's a million of them. The labeling on a tire, if it's all season or not, is pretty obscure. I, I don't know what that means. But, but uh, you know, the, if you're a trained professional, you can look at the tread, the depth of the tread, the style of the tread, and know how aggressive it's going to be. Uh, you know, you want the tire to be aggressive, do a good job for you, but you want it to last a long time, uh, and you want it to work well under a whole bunch of different conditions. And so uh, to hit that just right is a little tricky. And But they're uh, out there. They're out there. And I also find with tires, you kind of get what you pay for. Exactly. So if, if you want a really good tire, expect to pay for it because they, uh, they, they cost a lot. I know when uh, you put the, some new tires on uh, one of our vehicles, what a difference. And it was it was costly, but yeah. boy, would it, it was a world of difference in driving. Tires are one of those things that, for us, you know, most of what I do to your car, you don't notice any difference at all. It's just yeah. maintenance, and that's it, the way it, it should. Doesn't be. feel at all. Yeah, yeah. but uh, when we put tires on, you actually feel the difference. It's really Big nice. Time. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dan. Your suggestion, Texter says, please to keep mice out of a stored car for the winter. Yeah, what's uh, we've we've well, talked about this that. Minty smelling. Yeah, that uh, it's mouse magic. Mouse magic is what we use at our house for yeah. different storage. Uh, uh, some people have used uh, dryer sheets, right? And then uh, I mentioned this last week. I think do not have any sort of food source for the mice. If you yes. keep the food out, then there's not much reason for them to be there. That's right. So that's they'll they'll yeah. pick a they'll pick a spot closer to the food. So uh, make sure that the, the, the storage area is well cleaned up of any food source, and that'll help. But, uh, and then catch them, uh, you know, set traps and so forth. The best thing you can do is, is eliminate them, uh, the ones that are inside the building. Yeah. And, and so catch them and, uh, um, and then use some of that mouse repellent. That will help. Yeah, mouse magic. Yeah. We have to run. Sounds Make good. way for, for Jack here coming up. And so how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Well, come on over. That's the best way. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. We're on Facebook. Uh, you can find us there. Or uh, what's left? Give us a call. 
651-228-1316. Have another show next week. Sounds good. I'll be here. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.